the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. I wanted to kick off today's show with a very important discussion about the border. You've been seeing the daily coverage. We have adjusted news. Uh, the big ICE report over the weekend, we now, for the first time in our history, have 6 million illegal aliens sitting in our country waiting for some sort of court adjudication, a number that has crushed the system and put all of us at risk. If that message sounds familiar to you, it's because our first guest has been preaching this for three years. He's the former uh, commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection Agency, and he has been the most sage voice when it comes to warning about the impact of Joe Biden's border policies. Mark Morgan is joining us right now. Mark, Happy New Year. Good to have you on the show. John, Happy New Year to you. This moment we saw coming. You've been predicting it, uh, whether it was the, C- uh, the, the CB1 app, uh, the lifting of Title 42. You saw every step of the way what the Biden administration was trying to do, which is to create an impossible situation at the border where we just get overrun. Now a moment of reckoning today. Speaker Johnson's down at the border with a large codel of uh, members of Congress. How important is that, and what do we need to hear from the Speaker to feel better? Look, this is the, 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 the defining moment in the past three years. This is where right now American people, they've got to demand that Republicans show the political strength, courage, and will to do the right thing, to force this administration, John, to reverse its open border policies that's jeopardizing every aspect of our nation's safety, health, and national security. This is what, what, what we don't need. Kip Roy said this, so I'm paraphrasing what, what Congressman Royo said. What we don't need is just another meaningless photo op and dog and pony show. But look, I, I'm not saying that at this point that's what that is. The only way that they're going to show that that's not what's happening is that we need to hear something very specific from Speaker Johnson. He needs to be very clear and unequivocally what his demands are. And his demands should really be H.R. 2. H.R. 2 is the yeah. strongest piece of border security legislation that's been passed. And I get it for political reasons. They don't want to say H.R. 2, but that's whatever. They can play whatever political games they want. But we need to have key elements in H.R. 2 as part of the budget proposal that goes forward, meaning they've got to address and prevent that a continuation of asylum fraud. They've got to end catch and release. They've got to make Secretary Mayorkas actually enforce a law with respect to detention and lawful removal of illegal aliens that are in the country. We need to also reinstate some form of the Remain in Mexico, and of course we need to build a wall. And we could go on and on with other elements of H.R. 2. But, John, if they do those things, and we hear that from Speaker Johnson, that he's saying the right things, the last element is is that what we need to hear from them is that they're going to absolutely the border. They're not going to fund another dollar to to to, to for some other nation to defend and secure their borders without us securing and defending our own borders. And they're not going to pass another dime to DHS unless the Biden administration agrees to what I just outlined. Yeah, it's so important. And um, uh, HR two has all of the best thinking of all security it. experts, people that have been on the front lines, yourself and. The border chiefs, the border patrol chiefs who've spoken. There's been an interesting dynamic of the border patrol chiefs speaking out 
and really taking the opposite side of their boss, Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, that is a rare dynamic. It doesn't happen often, but it is a real warning sign that the Border Patrol chiefs realize they, they owe the American people the truth, no matter what storyline Mayorkas is, is feeding them. How important is that dynamic that the Border Patrol chiefs are saying, hey, border, border walls actually do work. We, we do have a crisis. We are stretched thin. The ICE report came out, a, a second agency, not the CPB, but ICE saying, hey, we're not going to lie. There's a crisis at the border. Yeah, John, look, that's another key thing, and that's why, you know, my hats are off to, to Chairman uh, Mark Green, who, who, who serves as the chair of the House Homeland Security Committee. For the past six, seven months, he's been conducting an inquiry with respect to the dereliction of duty as Secretary Mayorkas. He went through a five-step process just a, a month ago. He completed the fifth and final stage of that, and now he was recommended impeachment proceedings for Mayorkas. In fact, next week, they're moving forward with official impeachment proceedings. And so he actually created this forum for the career border patrol agents uh, that under oath, they're going to do exactly what you said. They're going to be honest. They're going to tell the truth. And they have told the truth that, the, that, that what's happening at our border is complete chaos and lawlessness. And as you said, it is policy driven. And we know that from day one, this administration took the most secure border in a lifetime and they intentionally unsecured it. And Look, and I hear uh, on the impeachment side, John, I hear a lot of discussions. Well, you know, it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. Who are we going to get to replace them? Look, that, that's not that, that's not should be what our concern about. Our concern is right. is that the Republicans are actually stepping up to hold somebody accountable. And this is what's going to be important. The actual impeachment proceedings is going to shed tremendous light on the dereliction of, of Secretary Mayorkas, his abdication of his oath, his refusal to enforce the law, and he's jeopardized our nation's safety because of it. The American people are going to hear the truth for, for, for the first time. Yeah, it's such an important message. And a lot of people said a few weeks ago, what good is it if we uh, we call the Harvard professor up to Capitol Hill? She's going to keep her job. And, well, today she's unemployed. So sometimes starting an accountability process creates a dynamic that nobody saw coming. And I think that the fact that Mark Green has put that in motion uh, creates a, a real opportunity to get not only a, an important discussion going, but maybe a form of accountability pops up that no one saw uh, coming out of left field. The Democrats have to feel the pain. You saw recently uh, the Arizona governor, who, by the way, was a pro-open border governor at the beginning, got rid of some of the task force that were dealing with security, took down uh, uh, former Governor Doug Ducey's border wall. But even she in the last couple of months has doubled back and like, oh, I got to send the National Guard there now. Democrats uh, in states even far from the border now realize that Joe Biden's created a political liability for the 2024 election. Is that contributing a little bit to the dynamics right now? I think it is, but listen, I, I think we have to be, be very careful before we give too much credit to some of the Democrats that we're hearing right now. Oh, yeah, we don't want to give them credit. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I think I think the, uh, one side of it is it is it, it's. I mean, we're CNN, MSNBC, and other some of the the mainstream media folks have refused refused to cover this for the past three years. They're finally being forced to talk about it because the Democrats uh, across the, the country are now saying, "Hey, this is unsustainable." But that's where it ends, right? Because yeah. they're not they're not actually blaming the Biden administration's policies. They're not actually asking for a shift in policies that's actually going to secure our border and, and to actually address the cartels and prevent them from pushing drugs, criminals, and national security threats across our border. They're simply just asking President Biden to give them more U.S. taxpayer funding to manage the crisis right. after it's already in the United States rather than secure a border and prevent it from entering. 
keep it going, but just pay for it. That seems to be their message it, right that, now. And, uh, that's exactly and that, John, that's it. That's a big buzzword, manage, right? Secretary Mayorkas, yeah. the joke of the secretary is he keeps saying, hey, we're managing the crisis. No, if we learned anything from 9-11, we don't want to get good at responding and managing after the crisis has already impacted our homeland. We want to be good about proactive prevention of the crisis. We don't want to have to be good at managing the crisis. We want to prevent the crisis from coming to our homeland. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, that prevention is the only great security measure. Everything yep. else is a risk taking, and that's we we went from such a strong posture of, of prevention on your watch when you were the acting uh, uh, board of commissioner uh, under Donald yep. Trump, and it's amazing to watch it be disassembled in three years and see the jeopardy that we put our country into. I want to pivot to the ICE report for a second because not only were there, was there an expression in the beginning of the report that um, there is a crisis at the border. We're not going to lie. Things are difficult. We're making the best with what we can do. But they weren't trying to pretend there wasn't. But they put out this extraordinary number that we, for the first time in our history, we now have 6 million illegal aliens that are in the country waiting for uh, court appearances. A lot of those court appearances are going to be in the next decade. Um, how is it even possible? I, we heard Donald Trump and other people say, hey, we're going to do the largest mass deportation it's going to be pretty darn hard to get rid of 6 million people, isn't it? It is. Oh, make no mistake. And think about it. And we also know of those 6 million people that are in a backlog, we know that 85% of them won't qualify for asylum. It's a fraudulent or invalid asylum claim, not to mention the the so far the 1.8 million known gotaways just in the past 36 months. Oh, John, you're absolutely right. Make make no mistake. It's not going to be easy. But this is what I say, and I don't mean to be flip, but you know, how are you going to do it? And I say, hey, one at a time, right? Uh, I mean, we, we've got to start enforcing the law. It's not enough just to secure our borders and go after the cartels. We've also got to address the interior issues. If we don't send a message to those that not only are we going to prevent you from illegally entering, but if you sneak by us, we're going to apprehend you, and if you're here illegally, we're going to remove you. It's a whole of government approach. It's not. It's not just one aspect of the strategy. We've got to address each aspect of the strategy and each aspect of the issue. And and you know, I'll steal a line from Tom Holman, and he's right. He's is that what we can do and need to do is enact and implement the United States' largest deportation effort that we've ever conducted. And it's going to take a whole of government approach, but we can do it, John. Yeah, I, I have little doubt that we can. And also, once the message is said, hey, we're starting the roundup, we're starting the deportation yep. process, you might end up a few nights in the jail. That's uncomfortable. Uh, it's amazing how many people may voluntarily turn around and head across that border pretty quickly John, and get yep. out of Dodge. 
John, you're absolutely right. We, and, and history has shown that. Every single time that yeah. we've actually enforced the law and put resources to it, that's exactly what we see. Yeah, no, it's uh, one of the most important things. I want to turn to one other issue because I think it's going to become one of the most important Supreme Court cases. Uh, it seems to me uh, the Biden administration is going to sue Texas and try to stop them from enforcing a law that says if you're an illegal alien on Texas land, we can arrest you as a violator because you're not in the country lawfully, therefore you're not in Texas lawfully. This opens up a debate that the Supreme Court last dealt with with Arizona a decade earlier on a similar law, though there are big differences in the two laws in terms of their legal rationale. Uh, do you think the Supreme Court could come down in a different direction uh, on uh, Texas? And how important would it be if states' rights were withheld and upheld and states could begin arresting illegal aliens? Well, so it's good. You outlined it perfectly because U.S. v. Arizona really didn't address the constitutional issue at play uh, right now. Uh, that really addressed a very narrow uh, part of it that, that said that states cannot enforce federal immigration law. That's not what's right. going to be before the court now. This is going to be a constitutional showdown, right? This is going to right. be the fact that that Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution says that it's the federal government's responsibility to protect the states from threats outside its borders. And if they fail to do that, Article 1, Section 10, we, we refer to that as the state's self-help remedy, is that the states then can invoke that self-help remedy under the Constitution to step in and fill the role where the United States government fails to to protect its own state. That's what the governor is doing. So in essence, he won't be enforcing federal immigration law. He's going to he's availing himself as of the constitutional self-help remedy. That's what's going to be at, at question here. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. And I, I have no doubt that Governor Abbott is going to be on the right side of this. Yes, I think that's exactly right. That's the change in there. There's a state law now that they're enforcing. They're not uh, using state uh, resources to force a federal law. That's going to be the big change here. Uh, I want to pivot to one last question. We had a Arizona state senator on our television show last week, and she related how she had tried to get a law passed in Arizona last uh, legislative session to outlaw or make it a crime if an American has a phone app that accepts cash from the cartels in return for moving someone across the border or moving them around in the United States to migrate around the United States after they come illegally across the border. Obviously, the governor in Arizona uh, uh, vetoed it again, but she told these extraordinary stories. You've got soccer moms now that are paying off their cars and their mortgages because they grab six or seven um, uh, illegal aliens over the course of the week, throw them in their minivan, uh, drive them across the border or drive them into a, a bus station, uh, and uh, they're doing it with impunity. How important is it to create consequences for Americans, whether they're NGOs or just soccer moms, who are actually facilitating the human trafficking of illegal aliens into the country? John, look, I know it's a rhetorical question. You're spot on. And look, that's what's so important. That's exactly a significant part of the Trump-era multi-layer strategy. It was one of deterrence and consequences, right? First, you want to deter, you want to prevent, right? You want to stop the illegal aliens from actually happening. That's going to limit the cartel's ability to exploit them and, and then push drugs, criminals, and national security threats across. And, and when they are successful, if we come down and apply aggressive and stern consequences, that's an effective part of an overall multilayer strategy. If you don't deter, you will fail. If you don't have consequences, you will fail. And as you said right now, the word is right, impunity. I mean, it's not just adults. We have minors, and the cartels are specifically targeting minors on, on, on TikTok or whatever social media platform they're using. And why? Because they know in the United States, 
The laws prosecuting minors are basically non-existent. If you're a minor, you get caught smuggling. There's virtually nothing that's going to happen to you. And we have to reverse course if we're actually going to address the chaos and lawlessness at our borders. It was uh, over the holidays. I bumped into a police officer friend of mine from out of state. He was visiting in the Washington, D.C. area, and he said, I want to go back to the good old days of the border. I think he was referring to the days when you were in charge of the Border Patrol and President Trump was uh, in office and these common sense policies were there. The country was so much safer. Mark Morgan, you have been the siren warning of this moment. Uh, Our country owes you a great debt of gratitude for all of the efforts you've done to get us educated. I think the American public are a lot smarter. They're not going to get bamboozled in this next election, aren't they? Well, I think that's right. And I think right now the American people have woken up to to a certain extent. And again, I'm going to paraphrase uh, Congressman Chip Roy. If right now the Republicans, there's been no greater time, they've never had this much leverage right now to force the Democrats to actually reverse course on their open border policies. If they fail to take advantage of this, and if they don't pass, get get, get meaningful border security uh, changes with this new, uh, with, with the, the, the next budget proposal, and, and if there's no meaningful changes on the southwest border, the Republicans are going to actually own this crisis in this last election year in 2024. That is a very sage warning, and it's very true. The American people sent the Republicans to Washington to get a job done. If they exactly. aren't going to get the job done, they're going to be they're going to get held responsible for it. That's one of the true things right. of great politics. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. It's so great to kick off the year with you and all of your wisdom and all of your good ideas. We're going to be in in close contact because I know the next few weeks are going to be a very consequential moment in American history. We're so grateful to have your wisdom on the show all the time. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.